Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. I was messing, sorry, I was messing with uh, Jeremy, our production guy. Uh, so glad to uh, have you joining us today. It is Tuesday, February 7th, and I have Mike Savini in the studio with me today for Brad. Mike is a SWAT brother from the Beaches SWAT group. Uh, he is a servant. He's a teacher and uh, a fellow warrior for Christ. And uh, Mike, glad to have you in here today. Good to be here, Doug. Thank you. Um, Mike uh, taught for me this past week while I was out of town uh, with my mom. And by the way, uh, mom, you're listening there in Meridian. Uh, I'm glad you're continuing to do better. Continue. A lot of people praying for you and dad and uh, and just uh, glad that you're doing better over there. But, uh, Mike, uh, a lot going on in the news. Uh, Mike has been a guest on here before. We've had him on before. Uh, usually, if you're just tuning in to SWAT for the very first time, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. It's spawned out of the uh, Bible studies. There are five SWAT Bible studies here in Jacksonville. Actually, there's six, counting the women's study that meets at the Salem Center every Wednesday at 10 a.m., the Salem Center is at 7235 Bentley Road. Uh, so tomorrow, we'll have a meeting out at Woody's uh, Barbecue on Solano Road at 638 a.m. for men. Then here at the Salem Center at 10 a.m. tomorrow, Lori will lead the women's study. And then at 12 tomorrow at the Salem Center here on 7235 Bentley Road, uh, we'll have the men's study. And then uh, on Thursday morning, uh, we meet at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, which is over on the Wounded Warrior Building um, over off Belfort. And then uh, Thursday night, we do SWAT Zoom. To get, be a part of that, you have to shoot me an email at Doug at SWATradio.com, and I'll send you a link to it. And then Friday, down at the Village Inn in St. Augustine, um, there uh, in St. Augustine, we have a, a meeting there. And so uh, we also want to give a shout-out to all our stations, WMOX and WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, WPMH uh, up in uh, Virginia, on Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Virginia area, and then here in Jacksonville, WTRJ in St. Augustine, and Folkestone, Georgia, WTRJ. So glad you folks can join us and our listeners on the Internet. So the first segment, we usually deal with world issues, things going on, what's happening in the world. Certainly our prayers continue to go out to Turkey and all the people affected by that earthquake. Earthquakes are just horrifying because they're on you so quick, Mike. And, uh, you know, I was talking with Brad yesterday about it. The you know with a hurricane or a tornado a lot of times or at least bad weather you you have a preparation time, but a hurricane I mean an earthquake you don't know it just comes you know yes right absolutely and uh, it, this what took place over there I think they said right now uh, that is five thousand dead and maybe twenty thousand on the horizon there's a lot of needy people up there. And, um, 
and a lot of people are refusing even now to leave their homes. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Even though, and they're having aftershocks and everything else. Uh, but think about that. Our homes, a lot of times, we feel secure in them. Right. Even though they may not be secure, there's something about our home, uh, even in something like an earthquake, it's a dangerous place to be. We see that with hurricanes a lot of times. People are told to evacuate, but no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with my home. Right. I want to be here. Uh, and there's just something about that that... Um, you know, we're, 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 we feel more secure in our homes, even though it could be a dangerous place. Um, but you know, this, this thing affecting Syria and Turkey is really, really bad. So we need to pray for the people there. Um, the United States, I heard is sending in two rescue teams that have 80 people on each team going in to help rescue. Uh, but they're, they're anticipating many more thousands of people uh dead in this so it is a pretty pretty big event and we need to just keep these people in prayer pray for those teams and pray for those who are believers in the midst over there to be the light in the midst of the darkness yeah that's so important um you know i don't know you probably didn't watch the grammys um <laughs> Last night, and uh, I, was that last night, Jeremy? Uh, was Grammys last night or Sunday? Was it Sunday? I think the Grammys. Well, they were they were either. Uh, I I can't remember if it was a last night or no it was Sunday night. It, it was Sunday night, but something happened on there that is pretty shocking. Um, there was a uh, a duo, um, uh, Kim Petras, and um, another artist. And they performed together, and the word that Al Mohler used of their performance uh, was transgressive. Um, Kim Petras, who was the younger of the duo, identifies as a transgender woman. This was a young man who, as a teenage boy in Germany, went gender reassignment surgery. Did you, I don't know if you knew all this, Jeremy uh, and, and Mike, but... Uh, he underwent surgery. Now, what he changed was the external. What he didn't change was the DNA. So even though he is now on the external as she because of the surgery that was performed, the DNA is still the DNA of a woman. And and so uh, Kim Petras was the name of this guy, performed and uh, and they won a Grammy um, for the best pop duo. Uh, Sam Smith um, came out. He's a non-binary, whatever that means. Uh, I guess that means whatever. But here's what's crazy about what they did together. Um, Satan was deliberately and directly involved in what happened at the Grammys. Why? Uh, because basically, um, when you look at any kind of art, you're looking at basically something that's portraying something that's real and true or something that's false. Right. And, uh, to say something beautiful or ugly and the Bible calls it the, what the lust of the eyes, 
can your eyes lead you in the wrong direction? They absolutely can. And, um, you know, um, Moeller said there's something else as old as humanity and, and all the Greek writings, the artists, all the elites from old. And you know what that is? It's Satan. Satan has been around for a long time. And, uh, you know, if you go back and you look all the way back to Genesis, he was in the garden. Um, and Sam Smith has tried to gain headlines in his, quote, non-binary self uh, because he does raunchy music videos. But now Satanism has come in with Kim Petras. Uh, they basically, if you if if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have a Christian worldview, then you should believe in the existence of Satan. He's real. He is um, an active force in the world under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he's real, and we should believe in the devil because the Bible talks about him. He talks about Satan. We believe in a personal Satan who's um, goes all the way back to Genesis and even before in his rebellion against God in heaven. And uh, he is the first among fallen angels. But if you go to even the desert where uh, the testing of Christ, you, you basically see that Satan demanded what? Christ worship him. Right. And that's what he wants from us. Now, when you think about that and you think about what went on at the Grammys, um, you can see all that displayed in some of the stuff that took place on stage there. Uh, so now we are popularizing, because we're a secularized culture, um, directing people away from Christianity towards Satan now. And our music... And it's not gospel anymore. Now it's it's perverse to go toward Satan, and um, and that's a that's a dangerous thing. I don't know if you even saw it, and uh, but Satan was worshipped on stage in the Grammys. Now I want you to just let that sink in for a second. I mean that would have never happened fifteen twenty years ago, but now. He's not only worshipped, that's openly celebrated and clapped at and people, What? where are we? I mean, could, could you ever imagine that, Mike? No. I, Actually, we um, we were at a music festival many years ago, and there was a guy that we knew was kind of getting into that. And on mm-hmm. stage, he had this animatronic thing come up, and he had fire on the ends, and it was actually a demon. Well, CBS who sponsored it, uh, they broadcast it, and they're the ones who bear the main responsibility of it. But Sam Smith and Kim Petras, the producers, all this, uh, and yes, you know who else? Pfizer. Imagine that. Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. How about that? Yep, they're on board too. Anybody who was a part of that, the worship and glorification of Satan. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, it makes me not want to listen to any anything out there anymore, secular. Certainly don't want to turn on the Grammys anymore. That was is it, just awful. Um, need to pray for these people and, and, and pray that people will repent of that. I mean, just to glorify Satan, I mean, it's it was awful. So um, that's what was going on in our culture. And as believers, we need to pray for them. And, and be a light that God's called us to be. Hey, Mike Savini's in for Brad today with me. Today we're going to be looking at Acts 20. 
uh, 28 through 38. We'll be right back with more of SWAT Radio after this short station break. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries and... um, I tell you, I was just showing um, Mike and uh, Jeremy the the photos of the the song. Basically, it's "Unholy" is the name of the song by Sam Smith and Kim Petras, and it's just a the whole thing. It's just it, it is evil looking, and I tell you, everybody there was clapping and thought it was great. Uh, uh, it's just terrible. So uh, we're living in a different world, folks, than we we have for a long. I mean, for our really, our country just continues to go to places that uh, is not good. And so, uh, pray for Sam and pray for um, Kim uh, and pray for them uh, that 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 they may repent and come to the one true living God because. Um, I'll tell you, it's, it's one thing to make jokes about stuff like that. And, uh, Satan is real and he relishes it when people just make uh, caricatures of him or they think it's not a big deal. Uh, Satan is a thief. He's a murderer and he's a liar and he does nothing to glorify God. He does nothing to to love God's people and God warns us against it over and over. And he wants with all his passion to try to trip up God's people, to try to draw them away in some way, shape or form from worship of the one true living God. And 
we need to, like Paul says, be alert, just like we read about in Ephesians 20 and what we're studying this week, not Ephesians 20, Acts 20, where Paul's talking to the uh, church of Ephesus. And uh, we're in Acts 20, 28. We're literally just looking at um, 28B uh, today, and uh, we're looking at the second part of 28. Uh, this this week, as we look at Paul's ministry, he's winding down, he's headed back to Jerusalem, and he is meeting with the Ephesian elders on the shores of Miletus. And he, he has stopped there on his way back to Jerusalem. And we saw yesterday that God is calling us as leaders to prioritize, first of all, our personal growth and character, second, our provision and care of his church, third, our protective concern for guarding his truth, and fourth, our purified commitment to his work. And as we think about these principles, yet we looked at personal character and growth yesterday, today we're going to talk about our provision and care for his church. Paul says in verse um, 28, and I'll read it for you, Acts 20, 28. We, like I said, we've been going through Acts 20 for the last few weeks. But this verse, Paul is sitting there just to give you uh, just a quick backdrop that Paul was under the direction of the Holy Spirit in his taking money back to Jerusalem. He was also going back there to share the gospel with Jews one last time to try to reach some of his brothers. He was driven by the commission that the Lord Jesus Christ gave him. And you go back to Acts chapter 9, Ananias was told by God, he's my chosen servant. Paul was told by God, you're my chosen servant. And, you know, he told uh, Paul through Ananias, you're going to suffer much. And he's been commissioned by God to take the gospel to kings, to Gentiles, and to God's people. And so he was driven by that commission, but he was very dependable in the communication of God's truth. We saw last week that he'd never shrunk back from declaring the, the whole counsel of God, and we, we looked at that. And so this week, we're we're looking at this last little bit of his his message to these Ephesians uh, Ephesian elders and he's talking specifically to leaders and we live in a time where good leaders quite frankly are hard to find in, in the church we we see leaders fall left and right because they forget to prioritize their personal growth and character it becomes more about their success, more about their audience, more about their 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 you know what their scope of ministry is, rather than their heart for ministry. And so, Paul is telling these le- these leaders, these elders of the Ephesian church, and his seven disciples who are there with him. Remember, Timothy's there, Aristarchus, Secundus, Gaius—they're all there. Trophimus, Tychicus—they're all there with him. These guys. These seven leaders are going to be the leaders of the churches in Asia. And and so Paul is not only instructing the Ephesian elders, by the way, which Timothy will come be the pastor of that church, but he's he's modeling for his young guys. And and remember, God has ruled primarily through the ages, through these three primary institutions, the family, the church, and the state. And in those relationships, you see a parent-child relationship with a family, the elder um, 
um, member relationship in the church and the official of the state and the citizen of the state relationship. There, there's a submission to God's authorities over us because God leads through these people. You know, the church is not elder ruled, but it's elder administrated for God. God rules the church. God rules the government. God rules the family. Yes. And, and, and it's our will as parents and our will as elders in a church and even as government leaders to determine what God's will is for us as we serve him in those capacities. And so as, as our children come to us sometimes and they're looking for direction or they want, you know, we should be praying and asking God, God, how do I respond to this? Not just because I think something, but God, I want to do what your will is in this case. And and so God is ultimately the ruler of everything. Now, he doesn't always directly rule. In fact, he rules through those institutions. And Paul recognizes that, and he's instructing these elders on how to be good leaders, how, how they serve God as under shepherds. And the first thing he says in Acts 21, or I'm sorry, Acts 20, uh, verse 28, is he says, first of all, pay careful, careful attention to yourselves. And we talked about that yesterday, what that looks like, uh, that, that paying attention to your own character, your own growth, having your own time with the Lord, you know, letting God speak into your life. If when you're teaching the Bible, you're not teaching it to yourself first, mm. you're missing something. Great point. You know, and so, but the second part of verse 28 says, and to all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Now, there's a lot in that. That's a half a verse. But what God is is calling us to prioritize there is our provision and our care for his church. And notice it's his church. It's not our church. It's his church. The people are the church. It's not a building. And he's saying, first of all, he says, pay attention uh, to all the flock, not just the flock that has a lot of money, not just the flock who are the most likable. Pay attention to all. Circle that word all in your Bibles if you have a Bible. Look at that. All the flock. Because every child of God that he brings in to his flock has a purpose to be serving him. And a lot of times what happens is when people get taken out of the fight for whatever reason, Maybe it's a self-choice. They make a choice, a poor choice they make in their own life. Maybe it's a poor choice of somebody else around them. What happens is we get wounded. People get wounded, and and they just get carted off and kind of left off to the side instead of ministered to and cared for. And a lot of times we forget that everybody is important in the body of Christ. I think he made that really clear in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, uh, right? And, yes. he, and he, he made it clear that we all, we all have equal value in the body. Just because somebody stands up and preaches on a Sunday 
doesn't make them more valuable to God than the guy who's in the back directing the sound. We're all valuable. And so he says, pay careful attention to all the flock of which the Holy Spirit made you overseer. That's, again, that commission we talked about last week, that that this is not a personal ambition thing. You know, we're not professionals. This is not a career field. It's a calling. And when you go into ministry because God calls you, you have been commissioned by the Lord Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, and he's made you overseers. And that's an interesting uh, word. You know, when you when you look at the word overseer uh, in the original language, we uh, we really it can mean pastor, um, bishop, and you know, um, uh, bishop. I'm trying to think. There's one more word that escapes me right now that it can mean the same that same word, but um, it is. It, it it just means to 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 look over, to care for, to feed. Uh, you know the shepherd model. We talk about that a lot, but it means to feed and protect, hmm. feed and protect. And you know, Mike, that is something that a lot of times I, I feel like our our culture, the the way we minister now in our culture, that we see the main role is just to get up and give a sermon. Or give a teaching. And it doesn't matter whether you're a pastor, teacher over a church, or whether you're a Sunday school teacher, whether you're teaching a Bible study, or whatever. It, it is a serious role to want to be a teacher. James says that, right? It's a serious thing. And so we have a responsibility to, to be looking out for those people under our care. If they are going down a different direction... We need to be alert and be willing to speak to that. And I don't know what your experience has been. I know we got to go to a break, but when we come back from the break, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that particular aspect of what Paul is saying there, the care of his church. You know, it may be areas we could, could work on a little bit. All right. Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Uh, it's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries with Mike Savini, and we're looking at Acts 20. 28 to 38 we're going to take a break for the news and we'll be right back after this news break with more SWAT radio stay tuned Welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's uh, Doug McCary of His Light Ministries with Mike Savini in today. And Mike, you know, uh, the the word in verse 28 is episkopos, which we get episcopal from, you know, like Episcopal Church. Uh, and it actually, it, it just means uh, to care for, to visit, uh, to be an officer or a superintendent, you know. 
Um, if you remember back in verse 17, when Paul called them the elders uh, together, that word was presbyteros, which um, it means it means a basically like a pastor, an ambassador, an older man. Uh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. That it's it's uh, so it's a person of responsibility, somebody who um, has an older, you know, like a, just an an older, more wiser look at life. I remember when I think about that, I think about. Um, when uh, Solomon's son, uh, Rehoboam, was taken over after his dad died, and he went and he got counsel. He got counsel from young guys, and he got counsel from older guys. And the young guys told him to get harder, to be harder on the people than his father were. The, the older guys said, no, don't do that. And well, he went with the young guys, and he ended up losing the kingdom he lost you know the kingdom was split after that and even in our culture today older more wiser people are often looked down upon in our culture unlike any other culture in times past the 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 elders and we're going to see even in the text this week when we're at, when we're in the studies that it refers to Manasseh as one of the early disciples in, from Cyprus there's a reason Luke writes that in there. You know, there, there's something about sitting with an older, wiser person, hearing them talk, hearing them just, there's something that just makes your soul feel refreshed to be in their presence because they've walked. They've walked through many experiences and they've continued to be faithful um, I, I had the privilege today to meet a, a, a person who who served on the mission field many, many, many years ago. And I, just a, a sweet saint in their 90s. Mm-hmm. And just the countenance of that person, the trust, the settled trust that you witness in those people is comforting a lot of times. And, you know, I... I look at our culture and how our culture denigrates age a lot of times. And in fact, if you look at a lot of churches around the country, the pastors have become younger, not older. When I was growing up, the pastors were always older and they would stay at a church for a long time, long, long time. But it became that the pastors of the churches of today in our culture have been uh much younger more charismatic more personality driven and we talked yesterday about character and growth um i don't know am i off on that you think you think of my observation of our culture no, i think that's that's spot on it, it, it's yep. more seeker type thing and more about the music and the production and yeah and i think <laughs> the pastors have definitely gotten younger yeah, and you you moved to Florida from you were up in Georgia, right? Northwest or, corner of Georgia, Northwest yeah. Georgia, but I think it's pretty pretty universal around our country, isn't it? Yes, young is in. Yes, <laughs> and it's just interesting to me that um, when Paul brings the elders there, that, that that it was the older people. Now, granted, he did allow Timothy to be the pastor, but that was because Timothy hung with him. 
the whole time. Timothy right. went with him, and he built. Timothy was like a son to him, and he wanted him, and he saw in Timothy that same heart's desire. Even though there were some issues of growth there, he left him in charge there in Ephesus because he knew he would care for his church. Well, you know, you bring, you bring up an interesting point. There's a lot of men that aren't ever reaching that seer level, that that level where they could actually pour into other people, and it, that's why it's when you do find people like that, it's very um, it's very exciting and uplifting. Mm, it, well, it is, and that's why we should always be looking. You know, um, it, it, it's interesting that the word to care for the church of God in verse twenty eight that care the word for care it is is it's the word see if i can say it poimano all right poimano which actually means to shepherd Mm. even though one pastor in our country who's very popular says that that's a that's a blown out no longer useful analogy that's what the word actually means to shepherd for the church of god to shepherd over them and uh obviously the word church is ecclesia and but he gives this qualifier at the end which paul or luke writes that which he obtained with his own blood talking about the value of the church and uh the holy spirit made them overseers is what paul says to care for to take God's word and explain it to people. So what's a shepherd's role? A shepherd's role is what? What does he do with the sheep? He guides them. He protects them. He guides them. He protects them. I want you to imagine for a second a shepherd taking his sheep to a pasture that had no food for him. That's what happens when you don't explain the word of God to your sheep. If you've got sheep and you're not feeding them God's word, you're feeding them just your own stories, whatever it is, if it's not explaining the word, if you get into social justice or other issues that have nothing to do, I'm not saying God doesn't care about justice, but do you know there were social justice issues in Jesus' day? His mission was to proclaim the kingdom of God. His mission was to say, Messiah's come. Paul said, Jesus was Messiah. He's come. Believe in him. Trust him and be part of the kingdom. And so um, it's not that other issues aren't going on, but the, the purpose of the church is to preach Jesus Christ and him what? crucified that's what paul said and boy he tells these elders pay attention pay attention to yourselves pay attention to the flock the flock has been obtained by god's own blood and that that ought to drive a nail deep into the value of god's church and if you're listening today and you're a believer Maybe you have somebody in your life that has made you not feel valuable. Maybe you have somebody that has diminished you because you don't meet their expectations. 
can I encourage you to really let those words sink in that if you're his, you were obtained by his blood. He gave his very life blood. Jesus gave everything so that you could be part of his kingdom and not a part of his kingdom that sits off to the side alone, unloved, uncared for. You are part of the flock. And if you're part of the flock, you're part of the family. Amen. And if you're part of the family, that means he values you. Your name was written before the lambs in the Lamb's Book of Life before the world began as his child. And when he redeemed you into that family, he did not relieve uh, he did not redeem you to sit as a spectator in his kingdom or to sit as a wounded unactive person inactive in his kingdom amen right how many people do we know like that mike i mean it just happens it does but it's not supposed to be that way all right i mean talk a little bit about your own journey mike maybe just just for a second how how god revealed to you that you are to be proactive i mean you got a big event coming up this weekend that god has orchestrated but he delivered you from really a place where you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing, were you? No. I mean, he took me from, from basically having businesses and within a week losing businesses, losing home, losing all of that, wound up being homeless for a few weeks, all the way up to being part of this ministry. We started nine years ago in Chattanooga, but we were trying to reach men outside the church. So this event we have coming up, 130 guys, we're going to be there. It's on identity, and we'll be spending time just, I mean, we're going to do everything from building those relationships and spending time shooting guns and fishing and doing all those things. But it's it's really to pour, to get to men doing something that's outside the church, but shepherd them in a different way, allowing them to sharpen each other, like Proverbs 27, 17. So, you know, that, that and then growing in the Word and learning what the Lord has to say in the word so we can grow more spiritually mature so we can then be, you know, shepherd people. Because a lot of people think, well, I can't be a shepherd. Yeah, you can. If you're one step ahead of somebody, you're a shepherd. Yeah. That's all you have to be. Well, how long, like, like when you started coming, when, when God made you aware of the fact that he wanted to use you, contrast that we only got a minute but contrast that with where you were you know in your feeling like when you were defeated when you were struggling and defeated oh yeah uh, uh, the 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 zeal i see on you now the excitement i see on you now what made the change well i finally um it hurt bad enough i kept making mistakes making mistakes making mistakes and that night sitting in jail after DUI, hit and run, child endangerment, three times the legal limit, I finally said, Lord, I want to do it your way. Wow. You want to do a, it his way. I got a second chance, and that's why I'm taking it. Wow. Well, when we come back, um, I'm going to let Mike share just a little bit more. As we, as we just kind of talk out what it means to be um, providing and caring for the church. And, Mike, I'm so glad that you're having this thing this weekend for these men. Wow, over 100 guys coming. Can people still come? 
Uh, they can. All right. I'll, I'll let people know when we come back. We're going to our last break. We'll be back with more of SWAT Radio after this final break. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Hey, welcome back to uh, SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary and Mike Savini. It is Tuesday, February 7th. And uh, Mike, you know, I, I've heard your story before. I, you know, I see you in SWAT every week. You're such a servant there, and I so appreciate you and all the help you bring to SWAT, not just in teaching but in serving. And, um, you know, I have to tell you, the first first few years I got to cook and teach until guys started being, you know, there to – a lot of guys didn't even know they didn't, you know, you just come in and they eat eggs. Right? right. And you've helped a lot with that. You've kind of taken on that role to help make the breakfast for guys. And I, I don't know, you know, my wife would get frustrated with me sometimes cause she's like, you're doing too much. You know, you need to find other guys to do it. And I said, well, nobody's really stepping up. And I'm so thankful for guys like you, Michael Brayer and Chuck Baker, or David Wilbert. There's so many guys that, step up and do those things at the different SWATs now. But I just, um, Pete, Pete Hess is another guy who serves. And, um, you know, I just think about, um, for me, there's something about the serving component mm. that, that I like. Oh, and I, I think I get that a lot from my mom and watching her over the years, you know, our moms are servants. They're, they're, they're just servants. And, uh, I, I, I just, you know, I want to go back to this thing that you're doing this weekend. Uh, if, in case you didn't hear, uh, Mike has a retreat this weekend. It's for men. Uh, and Mike, what is the purpose of it again? Do, you got over 130 guys coming. What What is the purpose of the the get together? Basically, this retreat. Well, you know, if you if you talk to most guys, the older they get, and they're broken down a hundred miles outside of Jacksonville, they wouldn't have one or two guys that are really true close friends they could they could call to actually help them out, bring them in. One of the reasons we put this retreat together 
was to allow men to meet other men and to get those experiences so they can actually grow um, in, in, their, in their walk, in their life. I mean, to, to have men. And it's not just to meet men. Oh, it's men who love God, right? Yeah. It's, it's coming together around a common love for God. Exactly. I mean, this, this theme, this, this year's identity, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to have, have that time. And those, these men will actually leave more empowered, more taking care of their homes, walking with authority, walking with passion. Most guys have never been taught this kind of stuff. And when they see other people broke, that are open, honest, and transparent, and then they see what, what the Lord's doing, they're like, I want in on that. Mm-hmm. And it helps men to come in that maybe be beaten down. Maybe they're a midlife crisis. Maybe they're, they've been a Christian for so long, but they're just pulled down. Maybe they're younger and they've never heard this kind of things. But those relationships is what keeps men coming back from starting with eight people in Tennessee to 215 this past year to 130. And it's not about the number. It's just about men that are telling other men you need to be there. So so did you say that men could still sign up if they wanted to here in the Jacksonville area? Yeah, we'll take we'll take we'll take a few more. Um, it's, so how would they get in touch with it's you? www spell out the word element e l e m e n t the number two six dot com that's element two six dot com e l e m e n t two six dot com you can still sign up uh if you want and it's when when does it start again it starts this friday at six and it's last sunday till 10 a.m 70 it's 75 bucks that includes all your food all your lodging everything okay that's a that's a deal element two six dot com if you want to do that well you know we've been talking today about the as god's leaders him calling us to prioritize our provision and care for his church uh, because he made his church valuable because he obtained it with his blood. He says that right in the text. And Paul's telling these elders to pay attention to the flock of which the Holy Spirit made you, made you overseers. Um, wow. I mean, that that's quite a responsibility. And, you know, I, I take that serious with, with, with my SWAT guys. Um, you know, Mike, you've been coming to SWAT for quite a few years. What would you say to a guy out there who's not involved in a regular group of guys meeting around God's Word? Not just a Bible study. This is not a come and and see how you are, you know, just come and leave. Talk a little bit about your SWAT experience. And by the way, if you're out there and you want to call, you can call 844-777-7928. 844-777-7928 if you want to comment or have a question about anything we've talked about today. But, Mike, just real quick, your own experience there over the years. You've been there for a few years now. Um, talk a little bit about just what you observe at SWAT. Well, you've got the community, um, but when when you teach, you're constantly challenging us not to just take this, but to actually go out there and do it. And then you're you're doing that by example. So it gives you that idea that, hey, you know what? This person is actually in the fight. They're not out there just doing this. You've got other men there that are also doing those same things. So it gives you that accountability. It gives you that community. It gives you that, hey, if, the, if there's a need, these guys are going to be there. Mm-hmm. A real, genuine love. It really reminds me of when when the church first started and everybody's sharing. 
and everybody's giving and everybody's helping. I mean, it's an honor to serve. It's an honor to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's an honor for these other men to be able to come in and say, I've got a place where somebody is faithful every week to prep, prep a message to deliver God's word and then challenge us to go live that word out as the Lord does through the word, through you, you know. And we got and we got guys in their twenties up through their nineties. Yeah. Talk a little bit about you know we talked about the older believers. Talk about the value of seeing a guy like Roy at SWAT, a ninety-three-year-old guy who's growing. Yeah, I think of I think of Roy, who's ninety three, and Ed, who's ninety. Ed's yeah. been to yeah. two oh yeah, Ed. Yeah. He's been to two of the men's the yeah. Element twenty six retreats, but you know to hear them, you know, I got to hear um, Roy's stories about how he how his father was. He saw his father go into heaven by the Lord's hands. He actually saw the Father's hands yeah. lift him yeah. into heaven. Yeah. You know, and you, you you get to see somebody who's got a zeal at ninety three. To get up, be there at six thirty, and be ready to learn and taking notes. I mean, Ed's over there taking notes too. I mean, it's like these guys still have that fire, and it's inspiring to see people at, at that age. And for and for Roy, he didn't have it ten years ago, right? And and so it's never too late if you're out there, if you're listening, and you go, "It's too late for me." No, it's not too late. It's never too late. And and as God's leaders god is wanting men leaders you know it it is so disturbing mike to see what happened at the grammys with the satanic worship on stage celebrated in our country and you know and and there's open satanic stuff going on all over our country We, we just don't talk about it all the time it was just so blatant there it was like on national television for everybody to see and 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 kind of celebrated uh there's a need for men to step up. There's a need for men to be spiritual warriors advancing truth. And so whether you're part of a SWAT group or whether you're part of your local study, by the way, there's over 17 churches represented by the guys in SWAT, maybe more now. And the men who come to SWAT are all active in their local church. Yes. That that SWAT is just a gathering point for men to almost like to be – better equipped going back into their churches to serve and and uh so if you're not serving then maybe you ought to try coming to a SWAT study or somewhere and listen ladies for you too Wednesday at 10 a.m uh tomorrow at 10 a.m my wife is teaching here at 10 a.m at the Salem Center 7235 um Belfort Road not Belfort anymore it's a Bentley B-E-N-T-L-E-Y Road and uh, getting plugged in, you know, I, I was talking uh, to a guy the other day who's really struggling. And everybody I know, myself included, when we go through really, really hard struggles and we tend to start veering off and making these not so good choices, there's a direct correlation to the fact that we're getting out of the word. We're get, We're Amen. not allowing the word to guide us and you know i think of the psalm that says your word is a lamp unto my feet a light unto my path and it, it for god's people if you try to discern your way apart from his word you are going to end up in the ditches you will end up in the ditches and ultimately 
like me and Mike, he'll bring you back because we're his kids and he loves us. But we're going to come back with bumps and bruises because the consequences are going to be there to remind us we don't want to go there again. Right? Isn't that right. the purpose of a consequence? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to remind us that we don't want to go there again. And um, so I, I I just am so thankful, Mike, that uh, you're a part of SWAT. I appreciate you coming in today, filling in for Brad. Uh, any closing thoughts on anything we've discussed today? Whether it's No, I just think pe- people need to look for opportunities to shepherd, and it doesn't have to be formal. It can be, hey, we're going out to the beach and doing fire pits. It can be, hey, we're hanging out at the beach. Being intentional, pulling people together, and I think if you do that, God will show those opportunities, and he'll bring those side conversations in that are so powerful where you can develop deep relationships. Yeah, because real that's where real change takes place, isn't it, in those real conversations, the life-on-life um, in fact, that's one thing about the SWAT studies a lot of times is that when we're when when we're through with the study, there's a lot of guys hanging around talking afterwards about what was talked and applications and all that. So, hey, real quick, I know we, we we're about to go off. Uh, one of our good buddies, Scott, um, one of our SWAT guys is uh, is in the hospital. We just ask you to pray for him right now. If you're out there, just lift up our brother um, and just pray for the doctors to have wisdom in treating him. And I just pray for Scott and uh, ask you to join me in doing that, our brother Scott. Mike, thanks for coming in today. And, hey, if you want to listen to today's program or any past program, go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. You can also communicate with us at Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. Thursday, we're going to have Dr. Owen Strand on as our guest. You don't want to miss that. He is phenomenal at, at really addressing the culture with biblical truth. And so that's Thursday. Dr. Owen Strand, Brad will be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with more SWAT Radio. Have a good one and see you tomorrow. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 